Hey guys, today's topic is for anyone who's ever experienced doubt in your pursuit of God, which means today's topic is for everyone because every follower of Jesus experiences doubt. Some of you might be encouraged to hear that. I'm, I've been a pastor for over 20 years. I've experienced plenty of doubt in my life, and it's really helpful for me to remember that doubt is not the opposite of faith. So if you have had doubts in your journey toward Jesus, whether you've been in the church for a long time or whether you're brand new at pursuing God, this topic's for you. We're in the series called Proof of Life, and today we're going to look at the story of Thomas the Doubter. And here's what we're going to learn. Thomas appears several times in the Gospel of John, and each time we learn something about what an imperfect journey toward faith looks like. And remember, every person's journey toward faith is imperfect. Here's what Thomas's faith journey looks like. We're going to see that he started with zeal, and then he moved to confusion, and then skepticism, and finally faith. And all of this we'll see in the Gospel of John, because that's actually the only Gospel that gives us some insight into Thomas's faith story. So, like many of us, Thomas started with zeal. He was even willing to die for his faith. We pick up the story in John chapter 11 when Jesus is told that Lazarus, his friend, is about to die. Jesus says in verse 14, well, actually, Lazarus is already dead, and for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there, for now you will really believe. And he says, come, let us go see him. And verse 16 says that Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go to and die with Jesus. I think it's interesting that this is the first time we really get some insight into Thomas's story. Now, most of us know Thomas as Doubting Thomas, yet the first time we hear him speak in the Bible, he doesn't have doubt, he has zeal. And many of us start our faith like that. Maybe you remember back to when you first put your faith in Jesus Christ, you had this incredible zeal, you would be willing to die for him. That's where Thomas was. But somewhere along the way, Thomas got confused. Though he had been walking with Jesus, he didn't fully get who Jesus was. Let's pick up the story in John chapter 14. Jesus is giving his disciples sort of a final pep talk. And he says, when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am and you know the way to where I'm going. Jesus is, of course, talking about heaven and what would happen after his death and resurrection. But check out Thomas's response. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Now, it's always amazing to me to see some of the responses of the disciples to Jesus. They'd been walking with Jesus for about three years by now. And Jesus was really clear with them at this point that he was going to die, he was going to rise again. Jesus had been talking about the kingdom of God. He'd been talking about his own messiahship. And yet the disciples didn't get it. Maybe some of you can relate to that. You feel like, man, I should know more about the Bible by now, or I should know more about Jesus by now. And you're sort of kicking yourself because you're a little bit confused. You still don't get it. You've got lots of faith questions. Well, I want you to be encouraged by Jesus's response to Thomas in John 14, verse 6. Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way, 
the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. And what I love about this response is that Jesus doesn't reprimand Thomas for his confusion. Jesus just simply teaches him the basics. And I encourage you to remember these basics. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the key to any person's spiritual journey. Let's keep that in mind. Now, after the death of Jesus, Thomas became a skeptic. He needed proof of life, not just a secondhand testimony. And this is the passage that Thomas is famous for. It comes from John chapter 20, and it's describing what happened after the resurrection. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, wasn't with the other disciples when the resurrected Jesus came and appeared to them. And the disciples told Thomas, we have seen the Lord. But look at how Thomas replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Now, this is full-on skeptic mode that Thomas is entering here. And can you blame him? I mean, Thomas had his doubts, and you probably have your doubts as well. In fact, the story of Thomas is one of the most compelling proofs of life for me as someone who's wired more like a skeptic. I encourage you, if you are a skeptic, maybe you're still investigating the claims of Jesus or some of the words in the Bible, and you're sort of on the fence and you're not really sure what to believe about it. I want to encourage you, in Thomas's faith journey, he was there also. He was a skeptic, but that's why I want to make sure you check out what happens at the end of the story. When Thomas finally encountered the resurrected Christ, he reaffirmed his faith. And the interaction proves that Jesus is not afraid of our doubts. Let's see how the story ends in John chapter 20. It says, eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them, and he said, peace be with you. And look at what happens next. It says in verse 27, and then he turned to Thomas and he said, hey, put your finger here and look at my hands, put your hand into the wound in my side, don't be faithless any longer, believe. And then we see Thomas's response, my Lord and my God. Thomas reaffirms his faith in Jesus. And what I want you to see here is that Jesus doesn't reprimand Thomas for his skepticism. Jesus actually gives him proof of life. This should come as a word of encouragement to all of you who are skeptics out there. Jesus wants to prove himself to you. Jesus is not afraid of your skepticism. He's not afraid of your doubts. Jesus wants to prove himself to you. In fact, I love what he says to Thomas in verse 29. He said, you believe because you have seen me, but blessed are those who believe without seeing me. And Jesus is talking to the modern day skeptic. He's talking to you and to me. So I encourage you to map out your own faith journey. We just mapped out Thomas's journey through the book of John. And I encourage you with a mentor or a small group to map out your own journey toward Jesus. And remember, just like Thomas, it's imperfect, but the payoff is worth it at the end.